0: hello and welcome to a very special edition of inherited will at night a special edition in which we do the exact same thing that we've been doing each and every week for the last two months except this time slightly later in the evening my name is thomas
1: and regardless of the hour my name is still jordan
0: and we are a weekly one-piece podcast discussing each week's manga chapter news and a reread of past chapters this week we'll be covering chapter 1005 and then rereading manga chapters 82 through 89 anything you'd like to say before we jump right on into it
1: no no there's too much good stuff to wait
0: neato so we start off with our cover page here this one featuring your boy and mine charlotte katakuri munching on a big old donut sharing some milk and some sort of pastry back there with some puppies and kittens
1: yeah i think he's More your boy than mine, but I'll allow it regardless. You can have the kittens, then. That's a fair deal. Yes, please.
0: (laughs) You would trade katakuri for kittens?
1: Are you kidding me? There's two kittens and one puppy, it looks like. How could I go wrong?
0: But they're drinking all of his milk, man. He's going to have a very dry mouth by the time he's done that donut. That doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, I guess that's more his problem than yours. (laughs) I think this is the first time we've seen Katakuri in any official capacity. I mean, it's not like canon or anything, but I think this is the first time Ode has drawn him since a uh, whole kick.
1: In my head, that doesn't feel like that long ago, but it kind of has been by now.
0: Nearly a hundred chapters, I think. That's crazy. Wano is well on its way to being the longest arc in One Piece.
1: I'm okay with it. You know, at the end of this chapter, I did not want to stop reading. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> right. Fortunately, no break next week, so mm-hmm. then it's bit will come very soon. Yeah. That brings us into the chapter proper. We start off in the Grand Banquet Hall on the third floor. Black Maria being unkind to our collective boy, Snaj.
1: Also unkind to me in disproving that this was a Robin clone and showing that it is in <laughs> fact a half-lady, half-Caiman.
0: Indeed. My goodness, how embarrassing.
1: I'm okay with it. I like my theory. It would have been fun, but caimans are cool, too,
0: I guess. Quite so. Now, while your theory may have been incorrect two weeks ago, turns out I was right on the money with a variety of things (laughs) during our last discussion. Yeah, yeah. Very proud of myself. Even though I think I also said, I don't think that's very likely to have happened, but it would be cool if this happened. And then, lo and behold, here it is.
1: Well done, regardless.
0: I still take full credit to the details though. Black Maria still trying to get Robin into the room before she goes off and deals with the red scabbards underneath the roof uh, has blocked off the entrance with all sorts of strings. And now as soon as she enters her girls with tranquilizer guns, going to shoot the crap out of her. That way she can't move. But all she needs now is for Sanji to call her there.
1: Yeah. She's willing to get it any way she can. These iron knuckles. Of hers, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they're sea stone, or well, I guess that wouldn't matter for Sanji. Never mind.
0: I suppose sea stone would be more efficient for general combat use in the event that she comes up against a devil fruit user. But you're right, for Sanji, doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, that stuff's also really hard, though, from what
0: I remember. So yeah, still be effective. I think it's stated to be either as hard or harder than diamond. So. That's sturdy stuff. Like I said, pretty hard. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but yep, She's beaten the snot out of Sanji, trying to get him to call out for Robin. She would just waited two seconds. He would have just done it. But <laughs> we get a few pages of her brutalizing him. So
1: about that, I actually I was going to bring this up later in the chapter, but I feel like up until Sanji actually calls for Robin, he's trying to find a way that he can win this. Because even when Robin and Brooke show up, he's like, oh, man, for some reason, I don't think I'm going to win this one. Like, it's like he hasn't quite pieced it together yet. So he's either trying to overcome a weakness he knows he has or he's dumber than I can believe that he is.
0: I think in this case, he might just be dumber than you believe that he is. I think that bit at the end is probably just a gag,
1: I guess. But then why wouldn't he just call her at the start?
0: I think that, remember that bit? It was during that panel we were overanalyzing, I guess, where you said that you thought that lady with the eyeball mask might be Robin based off the following panel where Sanji appears to be looking at her and thinking?
1: hmm Yeah.
0: I had a thought today that maybe when he saw that chick, right, and had that explanation of what her ability is, how she can project his voice throughout the castle... I think from then up until this bit in the following page here, where he actually does get around to calling for help, he is thinking of a way to get out of this situation he's in, and eventually he gets around to actually calling for help.
1: So you think it was more thinking of how to escape as opposed to how to win? Indeed. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Regardless, he does call for her.
0: Indeed. In a big way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to all of the subordinate's dismay.
0: Yeah, they're, <laughs> those two panels are really funny where they're like, oh no, he's definitely not going to expose his comrade the danger, he's going to hold it in, definitely not going to call her, and then lo and behold, <laughs> immediately disproven that's exactly what he does.
1: Yeah, throughout this whole chapter I kind of kept having this thought of, man... Oda made this one specifically for me. It has silly faces. It has Sanji. It has Robin. It has Brooke. It has Beppo. Like, what more could I ask for?
0: <laughs> it's the Beppo thing that really puts it over the
1: edge. He's been in it a fair amount for not doing anything, and I couldn't be more pleased.
0: <laughs> Quite so. But indeed, Sanji calls for help. His voice echoes throughout the entire building. He gets a location, apologizes for being taken prisoner doesn't directly state that it's a trap but i think robin's a smart enough person to figure out yeah it's definitely a trap mm-hmm. um and ask her to come help him out he doesn't care probably but another person might be embarrassed to have been saying these things <laughs> in a castle full of prideful pirates and indeed some of the people in the castle are kind of mocking him from afar but dude's gotta do what he's gotta do you know
1: yeah the ones that matter don't care exactly like- this Rando in the bottom panel, sure, he's saying that's pathetic, but I'm sure that dude's about to get clobbered in one hit,
0: so whatever. Well, maybe. That's like seems to be one of Kid's like main combatants. We've seen him ever since the Sabandi arc, where he, killer and kid, try to defeat a pacifista. He can like breathe fire or something. So I don't know how much of a scrub he really is, but I doubt, just from His one showing he's on Sanji's level.
1: Yeah. Full offense to that guy. (laughs) Being one of the top of kids crew does not mean much of anything. (laughs) Poor kid. Yeah. Well, maybe he should have been better.
0: Yeah. Maybe he should have gathered better dudes. Mm -hmm. But during this little montage of people we flash to, we find out that Apu is still not dead. He's taking a whole bunch of big hits. A variety of people, and he's still fighting Drake down in that bottom level.
1: Yeah, Drake and some dude with two swords who looks like Hiogoro or whatever.
0: I think that's gotta be Goro. Is it? (laughs) I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's how he used to look before he got to be a tiny man. That's what
1: I was thinking. Like, I don't remember the pattern on his shirt or anything, but I also don't remember him being big again.
0: I also don't remember the pattern on his shirt. By, I should have just looked it up, but I'm pretty sure that that's him. I think that's the Kozuki crest that's on his shirt, so it would make sense if it were him.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh,
0: not sure how, since the last time we saw him, he got to be so large, but maybe that's just an ability he has. He can pudge in himself. Why
1: not? Anything can happen. Pretty much. We also next get confirmation of the Marco versus King fight, at least for now. Indeed. Marco's taken on a bunch of people.
0: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in the air there. And aside from maybe this guy over here on the right, above the deer butt. <laughs> yeah. No allies on that panel, at the very least. Right, yeah. I would be
1: worried for him, but I think he can, he can probably handle his own.
0: He's more or less immortal, so I'm not all that concerned for him. <Mar-1> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notably, we do not see Queen in that room, or right. in fact, anywhere in this entire chapter.
1: Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that, considering I think the last that we saw Queen was when Zoro was getting
0: slingshot up. I believe that's true. Bullets were flying through Marco. He was confused. Uh, We haven't seen him since. Yeah. Maybe he's off steaming something. He does appear to be, aside from maybe King, who doesn't seem to be like a dummy at least, definitely one of the more cunning of Kaido's boys.
1: No doubt. Then, yeah, we get... Confirmation that pretty much everyone agrees That this looks pretty trappish So it's good to see that they're not uh, Blind
0: Indeed, even Frankie, similarly to uh, Perhaps King Not a dummy (laughs) Even he realizes Probably a trap Mm -hmm. But we get on the following page here That Nami at least realizes Okay, Sanji's no scrub He's probably been caught by a woman again This is exactly what happened to him in in he's Lobby Except this time, he's asking for help, instead of trying to finesse his way around the situation, I suppose.
1: Yeah, thank goodness, too. This has been, what, like 10 years since we had a Robin fight or something? Probably more.
0: Well, maybe not probably more. She had, like, a fight of sorts in Fishman Island. That was more of a thrashing <laughs> than an actual fight. And I also don't even know if she, like, actually fought a named person I would have to go back and check, but I have a vague memory of like Brooke coming in and stealing a KO from her or something. I might just be wrong about that, but that's the way my memory has pieced it together.
1: The last full fight I remember her having is on Skypia, so.
0: Where she fought that large angel man, like the head of the royal guard or whatever that guy was.
1: Something or another. We'll get there eventually in the reread.
0: And that was a dope fight. And Robin did come off very powerful. And Oda seems to have maintained she's been very powerful since then. But you got to show us sometimes, Oda. <laughs> Put it on the page.
1: <laughs> she seems to be more like her presence. Her name brings terror with it almost. People mm-hmm. seem to know to fear her. But yeah, I'd love to see more.
0: Fortunately for us and for her, we appear to be getting that almost immediately. Oh, yes. Before we move on from that, though, I do also want to point out that Usopp here, in this same little set with Nami here, does notice where the voice is coming from, Mm -hmm. so we'll see if he does something cool to maybe, like, dismantle the surveillance system or something along those lines. Do we know if Usopp has any hockey? Yes. Usopp, during... Dress Rosa, he unlocked observation hockey, where he like could see through a building from a very long distance away. Mm. I don't know for sure if Usopp has used hockey on the page since then. Okay. There was like a cool moment in one of the more recent movies, I forget which one, but aside from maybe that, I'm not sure he has like shown it in use. But yes, we do know for sure that he has it
1: Alright, I feel like this could be probably explained through that if it was just kind of a low level all the time observation hockey type thing but i guess also maybe he would have noticed it earlier if that were a thing who
0: can say indeed he did seem surprised when it happened to him uh in dress rosa like he went from being not very confident in being able to make that shot Mm -hmm. to oh shit i can see through the building that's pretty dope yeah and then he does it
1: pretty convenient
0: Fortunate for Usopp and for uh, One Piece in general, because if Sugar had Mm -hmm. managed to touch Law and or Luffy there, the series just would have been over.
1: Yeah, no fun there. No.
0: Moving on, though, we see what I assume is Robin's foot.
1: It is. I actually went back and I double-checked, and she is wearing heels.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you did that. Uh, Sorry about this, but (laughs) legwork. I didn't think about it until it was about to happen. I'm like, well, I can't bat down now. It
1: was really good. Well, I mostly wanted to make sure that Black Maria didn't have eight feet that were heels (laughs) that I missed.
0: You thought for a moment that she might just, like, normally have two legs, of course, but carries around six additional shoes for situations where she has to transform into a big spider lady.
1: I feel like if you work for Kaido, you have access to certain resources that you can take advantage of.
0: Imagine this being Black Maria. Hey, Kaido. Lord Kaido, whatever. I need a pay raise for this month because I need to buy three additional (laughs) sets of heels (laughs) so that I don't look Mm -hmm. bad when I'm walking around as a spider. Kaido's just like, yes, that's a great reason. You got it. (laughs) Can do. I think he would, honestly.
1: Like, If you catch him while he's drunk, he'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds dope.
0: I have to believe that's true. It makes my opinion of Kaido rise exponentially. <laughs> and Black Maria as well.
1: Mm, hard to believe.
0: Black Maria gets a warning, though, that uh, someone's coming their way. And I think I even estimated this part two weeks ago, how Sanji was going to do it, expecting to be able to be freed. But uh, Black Maria is a dirty traitor, says, now nah, you're not going anywhere, and decides to keep him prisoner.
1: Yeah I guess that does also lend some uh, credibility to him just being kind of dumb because he should have known
0: and he does seem to be genuinely surprised in this panel (laughs) that uh, he's not being released but
1: right uh,
0: to his credit though he is tied up facing away from all the dudes that have been captured by her. so uh, sure that's something not as much as a tiny brained blonde man as a we are painting him to be but Black Maria is going in for another big old punch trying to punish him for saying that he wants to love all the ladies not just her and we did a brief explanation for why Sanji is like taking seemingly pretty severe damage from all these punches Mm -hmm. is because he can't use his armament hockey on her because it has the risk of hurting her fist if he does it so sucks for Sanji Works out for her pretty well. Yeah, chivalry will be the death of him. I have no doubt that that is true. It almost has been like 30 times now.
1: Yeah, but who's counting? Uh,
0: certainly not me. Then, fortunately for him and for us as readers, Robin swoops in with a big old slap right across Black Maria's giant face. She falls to the ground. Her like spider stomach thing is very distressed. and uh, Surprise, Robin is here.
1: All she needs is one move to make the statement of the chapter here. Indeed.
0: It was a big deal. And I still can't get over it that we're actually getting a Robin fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then oh, we get so much good Robin content here. We get her doing a nice entrance pose. Later we get her winking.
0: It's just beautiful. Indeed. She looks very scary in this bottom left panel where she says the demon part of her is starting to emerge. I'm Spoot. Black Maria is upset. Sanji's crying, tears of joy. It's all pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I am, I'm almost scared for Black Maria if Robin decides to go all out. I can't imagine that the demon part of her is going to uh, go easy on her.
0: I mean, agreed. This spank move that she shows off here, her opening attack, mm-hmm. but it's basically the strongest attack she's shown so far, pretty much. So if that's what she's leading with, I can only imagine that what she finishes this fight with will be much more impressive than anything we've seen her show so far. So that's got to be pretty hyped up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This hopefully is a new level of Robin.
0: Here's hoping. Fortunately for Sanji, Brook is also here. His ice is a good matchup against the strings. He can uh, very easily slice through them. And he appears to be in this fight as well.
1: Yeah, I don't quite understand why he decided to go with. I guess he might have also deduced what Nami deduced and decided he wanted to be around the most ladies possible.
0: (laughs) You know, that would be very classic Brooke right there. Yeah. But I think the last time we saw Brooke and Robin, they were together. So maybe he decided to tag along with her as backup. And that's kind of what I'm hoping his role in this upcoming fight is going to be less like a Mm -hmm. primary combatant and more of a support role to help with the strings and such
1: yeah he's already insulted her underlings so you know there's conflict there (laughs) that's got to be hopefully resolved
0: very much so then we get that panel you mentioned previously where he's like thank goodness you guys showed up gotta go help Kinamon's group for some reason I can't see myself winning here
1: the yes we know killed me the first time I read it so (laughs) good who,
0: poor Sanji though, he's about to leave and kind of look cool for a moment. He's like, all right, I'm going to help out kinemon's group. And then he falls flat on his fucking face. Even a month, all this like quality Robin content, character development for Sanji to a certain extent, generally a very serious chapter. Oda's still filling it with gags where he can
1: oh yeah yeah this page especially it's just we get the serious Robin the winking Robin the falling Sanji it's it's well balanced and desperately needed
0: indeed then we get a quick cut back to uh, the storage room where Yamato Shinobu and Momonosuke are presumably because they heard Sanji's voice coming out of the mouse that helped them locate the mouse and beat the shit out of it I guess (laughs) Yeah, it's fried in some way I guess those things are fairly tanky Because it's smoking, right? So I assume that either Shinobu or Yamato Hit it with something to make it that way But it's still in one piece uh, I thought
1: it looked more like it was Shocked from the smoke And the, the sound effect But uh, Yeah, if it did manage to actually take a hit That would that would say something about it for sure
0: Well, you say sh- shocked but what do you mean like someone zapped it with like a lightning attack yeah
1: because like they're machines and it's smoking i don't see how physical damage is gonna do that necessarily unless it were to break the outside which it didn't
0: well who here would have been able to smack it with lightning
1: maybe yamato i mean kaido has lightning powers maybe she does too
0: i suppose that's true as we aside from her uh Swinging around that club and seems to have some sort of animal-based devil fruit. We haven't really seen very many powers since she's shown, so maybe.
1: Yeah, I just, I I don't see how physically hitting it makes sense here. Maybe I'm just overthinking it as I am wont to do, but I like doing it, so whatever.
0: I like your theory better, but I think mine is more likely.
1: That's usually the way it goes, isn't it? (laughs) I suppose so.
0: But Yamato points out that Because this thing was in here, they got to know that they are in there as well. Uh, And right on cue, some dunes show up to try and abduct Momonosuke again. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as they start talking about the possibility of being busted.
1: I wonder who they got orders from to go there. Because whoever gave those orders greatly underestimated Yamato especially. And apparently Shinobu too.
0: I suppose so. Yeah, I guess you're right, because... Through the eyeball, whoever told them to go there would have known specifically who was in the room. Mm-hmm. So it certainly wasn't very wise to send six nobodies with the log. Not at all. Maybe word hasn't gotten around yet that Yamato has betrayed them. But like, if these mice things are like everywhere, then they would have also seen the brief conflict they had with uh, Sasaki a couple chapters ago.
1: Hmm. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to get them to move, like just to be available to someone else. Like, obviously, the higher ups do not respect the lives of their underlings here.
0: Well, that's no doubt the case.
1: Right. So, like, maybe it is just to get them out in the open to flush them out, so someone else can move in.
0: It's true. Most of the big names in Kaido's crew, aside from maybe Queen, I guess, uh, are pretty busy right now. So. Mm-hmm. having Yamato and Shinobu and Momonosuke running through another battle would certainly be more convenient than someone with a big name trying to flush them out themselves. So yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Momonosuke gets to hop inside Yamato's clothes, so that's pretty dope for him, I suppose. He's very well hidden in there, because you don't really see anything going on in the panel where Yamato and Shinobu are bursting out of the room. So I guess he's all snugly up in somewhere.
1: I guess so, I thought about that, and even if he were to turn into his dragon form, I think he'd have more mass there, so no matter which way you spin it, it does not make sense.
0: Maybe he's like, clinging to her leg or something, I don't know.
1: Sure, I guess. Regardless, he is a very lucky child. Indeed.
0: Uh, I think this is the uh, third person in the series that Momonosuke has been able to see practically nude, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm. So many of the other characters are gonna be mad at him.
0: Indeed. For like the thirtieth time. <laughs> mm-hmm. If kinemon was allowed to, he definitely would have beaten the shit out of this kid by now, but you know. <laughs> gotta respect Odin's son or whatever.
1: I guess.
0: Then we get on the following page, a single page, like four total panels, of Jack haven't gotten back up after getting thrashed by Nekomamushi and Inuarashi mm-hmm. He is on the third floor, heading to forget which floor the samurai are on. But he's heading to that room because apparently even almost dead, one of the Toby Ropo are no match for the samurai, according to him.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting setup for probably Jack versus Sanji. And Sanji is, well, I guess they're both kind of wounded already. But I was just going to say, like, Sanji is definitely... Not at 100% starting out whatever fight he ends up in next.
0: Agreed. And that thought crossed my mind. Like, uh, is Oda really going to put Sanji against this, like, already pretty severely beaten guy? But Sanji's been taking big hits from a fairly powerful person without being able to use his hockey. So he's probably in roughly the same boat as Jack.
1: Yeah, Sanji is definitely built for rescue. So it makes sense thematically which is kind of nice.
0: That's true. And it could also just be a fake-out. We still don't know where... I keep coming back to this, but where Queen is, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything... Uh, Well, maybe not anything, but a lot of things could still happen. True.
0: But if not Sanji, right, fighting Jack here, somebody has to put the kibosh on Jack uh, trying to kill the samurai. So something's got to happen
1: there. Yeah, it's either, I guess, Yamato and Shinobu or sanji probably
0: i suppose that's true i pop back to the previous page for a moment because i wanted to see like which part of the odidashima base the storage room was in and it just says inside the dome i don't quite understand what that means but i was just trying to figure out
1: hmm. well we know they we know they fell down from frankie's indeed. floor
0: don't remember which floor that was but indeed that did happen
1: <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell you where that is relative to anything else
0: but it took like sanji luffy and Jinbei the span of several chapters to get from the bottom to the top and the samurai are currently on mm-hmm. like the floor directly below i think the kaido confrontation so if this is Shinobi and them are starting out like on the bottom for instance it's going to be a little bit before they can make their way all the way up there. And in that scenario, why would they go all the way to the top if they are at the bottom, you know?
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anyone else that could possibly do that. And I think pretty much everyone else is tied up, True. you know?
0: Now, there is also still that mystery person already in the room with the samurai. Right. But if that does end up being Hiori, like everybody, including us, think this most likely... She hasn't shown to be a strong person so far, so I don't think she'll be able to take down Jack. (laughs) But maybe it'll end up being someone else. Still unclear. I think what's going to happen in the storage room is going to heavily depend on who that mystery person is. So we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, it'd be bizarre if it didn't actually.
0: (laughs) I suppose that's true. One last thing before we move on from Jack. Is that it? Appears that Jack got someone to either tape or staple or something his severed tusk back on. I'm glad that mm-hmm. was a priority for him before making his way uh, back into the fight.
1: I would assume it's one of his main weapons. So it does
0: seem that way. He's also got like those funky like scythe sickle things that he fights with when he's in like man beast form and his human form. Mm-hmm. But those are like based on his tusks anyway. So
1: right, exactly.
0: It does call on the question, though, like what happened to that severed tusk that was on the floor after Jack transforms back into like a man? Does it just cease to be? Does it just like stay there because it's not like a part of his body anymore? So it can't transform. Devil fruit powers are real weird. That's a really good
1: question. I think that's one we would have to ask Oda himself.
0: What happens to a Zoan user if they take a slash from a great Bid sword? Right. While they're in their like embigeant form. Mm hmm. And then they transform back into their normal, generally smaller form. Mm-hmm. Does that wound get smaller? Because it's, like, relative to, like, their current body mass? Does it, like, stay the same size? Because, like, that doesn't make any sense. Because the sword that they with was fucking enormous. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of weird shit going on with Devil Fruits. <laughs> there really are. I'm willing to overlook it. Oh, no doubt. But I want these answers.
1: <laughs> yeah, someday we can dive in. We can speculate.
0: Then, for the final page, we pop back to the Robin, Brooke, and Black Maria confrontation. For some reason, she has taken off her shirt to show off a tattoo on her back that the translator notes that just says, woman trouble. I was reading something on Twitter earlier from Arter or someone, I think, saying that it's like a kanji symbol for like the woes that women bring, specifically men. <laughs> oh, Indeed. Which is very much fitting with uh, what we've seen at Black Maria so far. But she's like, yo, I'm going to get you, Robin. Going to bring you the Kaido. Robin says, no, you're not.
1: <laughs> and Brooke realizes just what a good situation he has put himself in.
0: He's like, yeah, deciding to come with Robin turned out to be the greatest decision of my uh, afterlife. So, Do you
1: think he's going to ask to see her panties?
0: Uh, I think he is, and it's going to be funny because she's her lower half is like a spider, and she's not wearing any. So. Right? It's got to happen. Uh, but that also calls into question, was she not wearing uh, underwear or anything before she transformed to a big spider person? Did they just cease to be because her bottom half is a spider person now? What's up with devil fruits, Jordan? They are all strange. Okay.
1: I've given this the minimal amount of thought, obviously, because I'm bringing this up as we're recording. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's probably similar to like D&D rules with druids, where if you're wearing something, it transforms with you, but it's not mm-hmm. really there. As for that, like I don't know what would happen to a druid in D&D if you were a bear and got your arm cut off and changed back. I, <laughs> My first instinct is to say that the part that's removed would automatically change back to the base form. But that doesn't really make sense for Jack's tusk.
0: Yeah, what if that bit wasn't a thing they had before they transformed?
1: Right, yeah, that, that does not apply there. So Devil Fruit's just magic. I don't know.
0: I'm going to send some letters. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Please do. But that about wraps up the chapter proper. Uh, the next chapter hits next Sunday, March 7th. So that's very exciting. say. <laughs> Pretty hyped up. Oh, yeah. Unless you have anything else to say about chapter 1005, I'm going to pop on into the news segment.
1: I hit all of my points, so go on ahead.
0: Nito. Because we've been off for a week, we've got a couple pretty notable things to discuss. First off, by the time this episode goes up, and perhaps even now, I'm not sure what time it is in Japan, but I think it is definitely past midnight by now, because we record on Sundays. The global character popularity poll It has ended during this two week break period, they announced the preliminary results. Um, So the results I'm about to share with you are the results from halfway through the poll they were taking on January 31st, even though we did not receive these results until I think February 15th on the website. They do have the different results broken down by region, but I'm just going to go over the overall top 10. But the link to the full results will of course be in the description down below so at number 10 we have shanks number nine hancock number eight sabo number seven nami number six robin number five ace number four law and then of course three two one sanji zoro and luffy
1: i'm okay with that that's fine
0: yeah, I mean, the overall results are pretty much the expected ones, right? Mm-hmm. But some of the like specific like per-region results were a little bit strange. For example, there was a meme campaign going around to get Whoop Slap into the top 10 of some regions and did actually succeed in that in some areas.
1: I'm never surprised when the internet pulls off stuff like that.
0: Do you know who Whoop Slap is? goodness no <laughs> that is the mayor of luffy's village from way back in chapter one. Oh, i Remember that guy?
1: didn't even know he had a name
0: i think he was probably named at an sbs or something but that guy made into the top 10 of some regions including i'm gonna regret this if it turns out to not be true but i think even in north america <laughs> he broke the top 10 so there you go in some regions zoro beat out luffy for the top spot And even Yamato and Carrot broke into the top ten in some regions. Not terribly surprising, though, because they are like front runners as far as fan perception is concerned, for a next straw hat.
1: Yeah, they're fresh. They have a recency bias, if nothing else.
0: Quite so. Again, the link to the full results will be in the description down below if you want to check those out. I don't know when they're planning on releasing the full results of the completed poll. I imagine they'll come out in some upcoming volume release or something like they usually do, but we just had to wait and see. Moving on from that, in merch news, Viz Media has announced that an English-translated version of the One Piece Pirate Recipes, that is the Sanji's Cookbook, that came out years and years ago in Japan, will be finally coming out on November 9th of this year, as well as the next box set of manga volumes, this one containing volumes 71 through 91, and that will be releasing on September 7th. The bot set will also come with some extras, including a booklet and a poster, and of course, links to order those things if you want them will be in the description down below. I am personally pretty hyped up about this uh, Pirate Recipes book, that there's been a fan-translated version floating around the internet for some years now, but I think it was translated by someone whose first language was not English, the version I read at least, so it was a little bit hard to understand at times. And I'm sure as a result, I got those recipes wrong, but I actually have attempted to try out some of these recipes in this book.
1: Okay. You'll have to let me know if the official translation helps you step up your game. Here's hoping.
0: Well, that's all I got for the news for this week. Anything else you would like to comment on about the poll or anything like that before we move on to the reread segment?
1: Not really any comments on anything we just discussed, but I thought I had heard something about a streaming service was getting... One Piece, and a few other animes. Uh,
0: that sounds vaguely familiar, but I do not have any of the details in front of me. I'll look into it, though, and if it is something notable, I'll leave a link to the streaming service or an article about it or something in the description. But with that, that takes us into the reread segment. Take it away, sir!
1: Alright. Already I have had to sort of take a look at the placements that i had previously for where i put each arc or whatever
0: like your ranking you mean
1: yeah yeah this arc has been really good because they are not these basically you know legends already like they are more creative in their fights like they have to overcome things and like just pull out a whole bunch of tricks which
0: has been phenomenal i suppose that's true to a certain extent in some of the fights we've seen so far uh for context, for viewers 82 through 89 covers the beginning of the arlon park confrontation and ends just after uh the usopp fight so this is before the luffy and arlon fight has properly begun so right, we've seen yeah. zoro sanji and usopp all do their fights in this arc
1: before we get into the fights there was one specific thing that i wanted to point out and that was in chapter 83, between pages 3 and 4, there are two panels where one shows Usopp kind of with the trio. And then the next time you see him, he has already backed up a solid, like, 20 feet or something. <laughs> Some part of my brain wanted to say, like, okay, yeah, this makes sense because he's a coward. But I also wanted to be like, well, he's a he's a sniper, so, like, that's that makes sense, right? Yeah, that's true. Very enjoyable. Quite so.
0: The man was brave when he was walking up there alongside uh, the tough boys of the crew, but uh, started to get some cold feet a little bit once, like he saw what they were properly up against. Yeah,
1: yeah, and well, even with the cold feet, he still pulled off some very impressive stuff.
0: Oh yes, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see some other things like knowing that Haji ends up on the good side. I was trying to be a little bit more critical of him, and he's already a pretty chill dude. Like, he talks big, for sure. Yeah. But when he... Oh, I forget the specific instance that I had that made me really note that he was, for the most part, okay. It was during Zoro's fight. Something happened, and he was like, do you you think I'm just going to let you get away with that? And he said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though he was just buying time, it still is... Like, he chooses nonviolence sometimes, which is absurd for Arlong's crew, you know?
0: Very much so. That specific instance happened when like he ducked and Zoro chopped through his hair. <laughs> and he was like...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he's like, nah, it's fine. It's just hair. It'll grow back.
1: Yeah, I love that. I was like, okay, Hachi, you're all right.
0: And he's a silly, silly boy. Everyone else sucks. It does seem like the Arlon pirates and like a lot of the early villains in general have a problem with like delusional conceit, I think I want to call it. like Hachi and Arlon both say... There's no way any human, in Arlon's case, or human swordsman in Hachi's case, can possibly beat us. Like, well, you guys are from the Grand Line. Like, you should have heard of dudes like Mihawk, for example.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. But they also need to keep up their image as much as anything. You know, it's, it's like the great Pirate King Buggy. <laughs> He's not that, but it sounds cool to say that could scare off some people, you know? I guess so,
0: but these guys already had the intent of killing everybody in the vicinity anyway. So, like, there wasn't gonna be anyone to tell the tale if they got their way. That's true, but they are cocky
1: fishmen, for sure. Like, they... Yes, they are exaggerating, but... uh, Yeah, I guess it is a little hard to write (laughs) off.
0: A little bit. But, to note a little bit of a consistency on Oda's part. Hachi specifically notes in this set of chapters that he is the second best swordsman on Fishman Island. And we wouldn't see him for like 10, 15 years or whatever after this. But it feels good that it might take him 10, 15 years, but we do eventually meet that number one guy. Zoro fights and beats him too. So
1: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those situations where you kind of got to wonder... Did he just leave this open-ended, or did he have a small plan already in place? And for this one, I bet you he at least had the design in mind.
0: Maybe. I mean, maybe not a full design, or like even like a specific character or name or whatever. But I think at this point in the story, Oda did intend for them to eventually go to Fishman Island. Mm-hmm. And leaving or stating Hachi to be the best swordsman there kind of writes him into a corner if he decides to have a Zoro fight with a swordsman there. Sure does. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think this was just like him thinking ahead a little bit. He might have had a design. We'll never know, but.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Zoro fights, I thought it was very impressive for him at this point in the story to go up against a style that. He for sure has never seen before, <laughs> never even heard of a six-sword style before, and he's still basically cut in half, and he wins. Like He comes out on top, even with double stacked up against him. It was a good payoff. And then he still manages to go up against Arlong for a little bit. It's true. Zoro's tenacity and durability has stayed surprisingly consistent.
0: He's a scary guy. And aside from... like. When he was taking direct hits to his scars and such, he didn't really even struggle with Hachi that bad.
1: No, no. He probably would have He would have low-diffed him if he would have been at
0: 100%. Agreed. Speaking of Hachi and Zoro being a cool guy, do you remember—I can't remember if it was the last episode, maybe the one before—in the new chapter that had come out at that time— you were like, wow, it sure is cool, this new move of Zoros that he's pulling out here, the Dragon Twister. Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, it's too late. It's been said. This is the first use of the Tatsumaki, uh, the move that you forgot about for 20 years, I guess.
1: Yeah, I saw it shining out in the sea of panels, and I said, oh, geez, Thomas is definitely going to rag on me for that. Good thing I edit the show.
0: Nuts. <laughs> but I do think it is cool that Oda's consistency in a uh, doing that aura a little like Mm -hmm. when he's doing the pose right before he actually does the slice the little dragon aura he still writes that in even to this day it shows the the fact
1: that like Zoro himself has obviously gotten stronger but it shows that his moves are still solid even his i guess not basics you know but his the old moves don't they they don't become obsolete which is interesting to me i'm not I'm not sure if that's true for a lot of anime or manga out there. I'm trying to think through it. and like, sure Naruto uses Shadow Clone and Rasengan for a lot of it. but
0: I think you'll find that uh, as far as Goku is concerned, the Kamehameha will never go out of style.
1: Well, I hope not. That's, that one's <laughs> too good. Indeed.
0: Specifically Zoro, though, I think he's kind of interesting in the context of One Piece because most of his moves he's shown post-time skip have just been like upgraded versions of like his core moves that he's been using all this time. Like the purgatory Onidiri, his like upgraded Onidiri move. Yeah. The black rope Tatsumati, the one he used very recently, just an upgraded version of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true for every single attack, but most, for sure.
1: That's, that, that's really fitting for not only a swordsman, but for a samurai especially, I think, because they're all about you know, you perfect the one thing by doing it ten thousand times. You do the same slice X number of times until, you know, it is second nature to you or what have you. Uh so it, it makes sense that he would keep honing it and keep getting better and better over time. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's good to see Oda putting in the, the thought there. Classic, yeah. On to the Sanji fight, like, that was, it was a good showing of his durability, because he took many hits while underwater, but once they were out of water, he did not even give Karubi time to think, like, Mm -hmm. he landed so many shots rapid fire, and part of me wonders if that's because he was just previously insulted so heinously, like, was he just pissed off and let it all out there? Probably.
0: I think that's definitely part of it, but also throughout these entire confrontations, they've all kind of been in a hurry because they gotta free Luffy so he doesn't like drown. I think right before that, Sanji had seen that Luffy's head is above water and is fine for the moment, but uh, even so, probably best to release his feet as soon as possible.
1: Oh yeah, I mean Sanji knew that he can't go up against Arlong already, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he knew something had to be done, but to to just not even give the dude room. It was nice. It was also a lot of named moves thrown at you one after another.
0: I think these are the first ones of Sanji's that we get named.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just sat there thinking, like, man, wish I paid more attention to my French class in high school.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they're all translated out there somewhere, if you want to look at the wiki or something.
1: Oh, they're, they're translated in there. I think. Well, most of them are. But yes. at the same time, I was just like, yeah, he's... He is doing his job. I'm just gonna let it happen.
0: <laughs> just gonna ride the Santi train for a hot second. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All that being said, though, I think I was probably most impressed by Usop, just because he had that struggle where he wasn't sure if he wanted to just give up or, mm-hmm. you know, pretend to be dead. And pretty quickly, like the, the kisser guy, didn't even have a chance to walk out of earshot yet decided well that's not what I came out here to do and just very quickly turned the fight on its head with his little tricks which I think I just I I definitely did not appreciate Usopp the first time around he's he's incredibly smart and tricky and I I guess I might just appreciate that more 20 years later or whatever the heck but Mm -hmm. uh it's it's refreshing to not I guess expect only comic relief from Usopp, because in this chunk at least, I think Luffy had more comic relief, both with his fixation on the town chief's pinwheel <laughs> and then his three haze in a row after his feet have been freed. I was dying. I also picked up on that. It was, that was very funny. It was so good. So like yeah, it, it's, it's nice to see Usopp get... Something good right out the gate, you know, and it, it was still funny because he uses he uses a rotten egg and he shoots the rubber band and the mallet a whole bunch of times. It's still funny, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's shifted on the scales enough that it felt more more impactful. I guess I don't know. Uh,
0: I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I think I also kind of shat on Usopp a little bit the first time I was reading through this stuff, but looking at it again 20 years later or whatever. yeah, consider Usopp a fairly normal guy by One Piece standards. He's skilled with a slingshot and he's generally a pretty smart guy and artistic and all that, but physically he's no match for dudes like Luffy, Sanji, Zoro, even these fishmen, even like your standard fishmen, right? He's seen what the fishmen can do. And he still calls out Chu for a fight despite being terrified, which in his way kind of makes him the bravest out of them. If he's willing to like step up despite being terrified and being so like physically outgunned, you know, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's why I'm most impressed with him here.
0: And his fights are always among the most interesting in the series. I didn't appreciate them like when I was younger reading them, of course, but he has to fight so tactically against these guys because they're so much physically stronger than him. And it's always very entertaining to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will I will be uh, a bigger fan of Usopp after this reread for sure.
0: Quite so. Quite so. Uh,
1: those are all the like bullet points that I had for these chapters. Do you have anything else you wanted to hit up?
0: I had one more thing I wanted to say, and it's really just going to be... Uh tooting Oda's horn for a hot second. But uh, it's always bothered me in other shonen. This isn't true across the board, but it's been something I've been noticing kind of a lot in the things I've been watching or rewatching recently. It's always bothered me when the manga doesn't really seem to know what to do with side characters. For example, late Dragon Ball. Any of the characters who aren't Goku mostly being used as a measuring stick for whoever the most recent antagonist is. For example, Vegeta getting bobbed by Frieza in the Frieza arc, then Cell in the Cell arc, and then Boo in the Boo arc. Uh, spoilers for Jack Ball, I guess. It came out 30 years <laughs> ago. Who cares. Uh, just for Goku and Gohan in, the, in Cell's case. To Take the reins from him and finish him off for him. I was recently watching the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX anime a couple weeks ago, and there's an arc where like Seven of the best duelists of the school are like chosen to fight against like these seven super good duelists to protect some keys or whatever and Jaden beats like every single one pretty much After uh, the other people lose Jaden's the one who beats almost every single one of them and that kind of shit bothers me why have these other cool characters If the main character is going to be the one to do all the fucking work, right? And while yes, that is also true in One Piece to an extent, Luffy's always the one to be the big bag of that given arc every single time. But despite that, it never feels like the rest of the crew don't contribute, right? Mm -hmm. There's always subordinates to fight, environmental circumstances to escape from, and tons of other circumstances for the crew to be able to show off a little bit and do something cool, right? Sanji, Zoro, and Usopp each take out one of Arlon's big guys, and even beyond the fights, they help Luffy escape from the circumstances that he's in to allow him to fight Arlon, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always really appreciated that about One Piece. And even the characters that Luffy ends up helping in each arc, in this case, Nojiko and Genzo, they all generally get something cool to do as well, like how they help keep Luffy from drowning.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And like, in the future, like Doctor Kureha and Dalton, they had something to do in their respective arts as well. It's not always Luffy doing all the stuff all the time, which I really appreciate that Oda likes to keep consistent. Yeah,
1: it's really impressive. I I don't know much about what did you say, Yu-Gi-Oh GX. Indeed. Okay, yeah, I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh GX, but <laughs> if it's anything like regular Yu-Gi-Oh, then the only thing that I would say about those two examples is that early series Goku is effectively a god compared to everyone else around him so it's really difficult to keep people relevant with that and i feel like that's the same for yugi he has a literal god inside of him that's really good at playing cards so it's hard to compare to that as well whereas in one piece it is like of course luffy is at the top because he is the captain and he kind of has to be thematically but like zoro is not too far off and actually if they were to fight zoro might win just because blade versus rubber you know Mm -hmm. um it's just there there are it's it's the same thing that we've hearkened back to a number of times you know there are shortcomings that he needs to cover with his crewmates slash friends you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yeah it is really rewarding
0: though in short Good work, Oda. Keep up the good work. Give us cool fights in Wano and keep all of our main guys relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that's all I have. Uh, Anything else you would like to comment on before we wrap up this episode? No, I think it's time to sign off. All right. As a reminder, no break next week. So we will be back discussing Manga Chapter 1006 and the next chunk of reread chapters when the Manga Chapter drops on March 7th. So we will see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: So long, everyone.